and welcome! <laughs> we can just keep going. And this is So You Think That Was Good Do You, a podcast where we take a look back at the films of your childhood and question the absurdity of the universe. Going? We're going, baby. Oh, no. My name is Evan. Yeah, no, no break time. I'm joined by Sam and Cole. Usually I say something before then, maybe, but boys, how you doing? Let's just dip right in. This has jingle all the way energy already, by the way. <laughs> this is going to be a mess. I'm good. I'm just retreading what I've already told you, but I've accidentally landed myself with a special brew strength Guinness. So I feel like this is going to be a messy episode for me. I was really concerned because we covered a broad scope of topics before we hit record yeah. there, and many of them are not listener-friendly. Oh, Never yeah. continue the conversations <laughs> we were having before record was pressed. No. We've got to get warmed up, and that takes a high pedigree of cursed conversation. Carl, how are you doing, buddy? Yeah, doing good, mate. I am not hyped for this one, but yeah. Always hyped to see you two. What? Never mind, I take Evan it back. Just... Evan, please get the Vix out of your nose. Ah, it is a Vix. Um, I just did, maybe I'll leave those sniffs in for all of you because that was grim. I'm having an allergic reaction, and I don't know where my um, antihistamines are. But Vix is pretty close, isn't it? It's just as good. Already, I'm going to apologise to whoever's editing this. It's not me. Well, hopefully it won't be that long, because running off of what Cole said, we watched Jack Frost 1998, and... I was really, really confident this would be up our alley. I thought it would be similar to the Santa Claus, which we did last week, where it would have enough Christmas magic for us to just to pull apart a little bit. That's what I enjoy about episodes like this. But it didn't. It, it doesn't have a lot of that. Well, we're going to get into the plot snob in a moment, but the snowman comes back to life, and then he doesn't really do much. He hangs out with his son a bit, and that's kind of it. I mean, it has Santa Claus energy in the sense that the movie doesn't really start for about 40 minutes. It's a slow burn, yeah, yeah. For, for a Christmas movie, it is worth pointing out we never get a Christmas day. We yeah. just get the day before Christmas a couple of times and then someone dies and then we finally get a Christmas morning-ish and he just dies again. I'll be honest, now that you mention it, I mean, this might, might be a crazy thing to say, but I'm questioning if this even is a Christmas film. I mean... Is it a Christmas film or is it just a snowman film? In the same sense as we discussed last week of the Christmas songs, or the songs with Christmas in that aren't Christmas songs, <laughs> there's nothing Christmassy about this film. There's not a gift in sight. No, no, no. I mean, the mum goes shopping at one point, but I think that's an important thought to hold on to whilst we move through this, because you're right, it, it isn't really a Christmas movie, and I think what we're going to discuss will really shine a light on that. Shall we do the plot synopsis so we can... Dive Let's right get that in. out of the way. Okay. As a touring musician clinging to dreams of stardom, very Christmassy, aging rocker Jack Frost, Michael Keaton, never had much time for his wife, Gabby, Kelly Preston, and young son, Charlie, Joseph Cross. A year after Jack's tragic death in a car accident on Christmas Day, Charlie plays a mournful tone on his father's harmonica. Much to his <laughs> surprise, the Elder Frost is magically brought to life as a snowman on the family lawn. Given a second chance, Charlie and Jack struggle to make up for lost time. I did not read this ahead of time. I copied and pasted it and popped it right in. But that is very generous to what this film is. Yeah, I okay, I mean, first thing that I dispute is that he didn't spend enough time with his kids pre-death. Or not with his kids, with his child and wife. He was fine. He had a good balance, I reckon. He was a perfectly acceptable dad. They were quite an annoyingly wholesome family. I I mean, I don't wanna well. This isn't jumping the gun now, we've started the film. I genuinely, there's a note about a third of the way down my page where it's, I'm just, I'm annoyed at how much I enjoyed the intro. I felt like there was a, when, when it was just him kind of riffing and chilling with his, with his wife and son, I thought there was some good banter. It was just kind of a nice, I, it's just, it was just good intro. I completely I liked agree. the character. So the running theme of the three Christmas films we've done so far, uh, and a theme that was prevalent in the 90s, is that... The dad isn't always necessarily a bad dad, but he's so obsessed with work that 
he he comes out as the bad guy in the film. And I think this is what this sets out to do, but it doesn't achieve it. Michael Keaton is so charismatic and the relationship on screen between him and the son, Charlie, is so nice and wholesome that you don't get that feeling. And it's not until he becomes a snowman and because the snowman, maybe because of just at the time what they could do, cannot portray any emotion on his his (laughs) snowman face. It's not until then I feel like, oh God, there is no relationship between this father and son because the the snowman is showing me nothing. So I didn't enjoy any of that. I didn't enjoy any of the the Christmas movie element. But at the beginning, when he's like, even though he is, yeah, he's away for large shots of the year because he's touring in his band. But when he's back with his son, he's a really good dad. It was nice. Yeah, it's not like he showed up drunk after a gig. And no. <laughs> no, he came straight of, home. You know, he cheated on his wife and he was getting high in the van. It's none of this. He's just a really nice, wholesome guy who happens to have a very demanding job. But he still are- is pretty... Uh, he missed one hockey game and there's a line. <laughs> there's a line after that hockey game where the wife says... One of these days, he'll score his first goal. (laughs) Holy shit. Do not go to this kid's games. You've got better (laughs) things to do. You're not missing much. (laughs) How old is he meant to be? 12? Yeah, I think the actor was 12. One of these days, he's going to get good at hockey and you're not going to be there. You haven't you haven't, you haven't attended any karate class. Yeah, it was exactly that from Jingle All The Way. But is it not weird just how many Christmas movies there are that are just bad dad? Like in studios now. All three now, of these have been that, yeah. In studios, there must just be a genre of Christmas movie that they just go to, which is just dad is bad and then learns to be good. Yeah, and for some reason, Christmas is always the setting for that because it's some magical time and therefore it's the pressure on some parent to change. But And in this movie, as we've just said, it, there, there isn't really the need for that pressure. He's doing the best he can. He's living his dream whilst also being quite a good dad. Well, he's not just is he living his dream. He's He's been trying for a very long time to make it as a musician, and it's finally happening. This man is 45, 50 years old, yeah, and he's yeah. finally been given an opportunity Fuck the hockey game. He's waited a long time for this. Surely he can miss a hockey game to go record an album. He can miss Christmas. I mean, weird to have the whatever that party was. Weird to have that on Christmas Day, but fuck it. Still go to it. Yeah, so that was so he could get the record deal. Like some producer, someone was like, fuck Christmas. I absolutely have to have this party on Christmas Day and you have to be there to be signed to my label. So it's high stakes. But, like, even from their perspective, like, now, where he's successful and away, is better than when he was trying to make it and away. But for some reason, all of a sudden, he's the bad guy. But for the past 25 years, he's not been making it. He's just been playing in, like, pubs and clubs in the local area, and it's all been fine. You can miss as many hockey games as you want. I do love that, um, that I think it's one of the smartest openings we've ever had for a movie, in that... A lot of Christmas movies, they expect you to really suspend your belief to quite an extent and convincing you right from the start that a bunch of 50-year-olds in a band that play (laughs) jazz rock are suddenly going to make it big. Yeah. That is, if you can believe that, you can believe a snowman can come to life. Also, incidentally, side note, but the sweatiest group of people I think I've ever seen. Look at that woman rock out on her violin. Get get them in the studio now. And all they're doing is playing a a jazz version of Frosty the Snowman. It's a pretty bang average Frosty the Snowman. It's a very bang average one where he just goes, oh, it's jazz now because I called Frosty a bad man. (laughs) And an insane song for a talent scout to be at your your gig for and be like these are the ones we finally needed someone to bring jazz to christmas and although i've heard them play nothing else i know these are an all year round band well yeah well later on they are in the studio and they're recording what i assume is an original song yes and if you look at the trivia for this it says that michael keaton wrote some of the songs or wrote the lyrics to the songs in this movie and don't owe me 
I could tell you that someone with no songwriting experience wrote these songs. There's a know, point- that might have gone somewhere better. You might have really liked it. I wanted to be on your side. <laughs> There's a point where he's just like, and I've got a big neck. <laughs> what? Now you just need something to rhyme with neck. <laughs> also insane that this actual man's name is jack frost like this isn't a concept that's strange to people at christmas in this universe jack frost is a character that's existed since like the norse times it's from north mythology so his parents named him this knowing that there'd be that link he goes on being a bad dad Gets himself into an accident, like neglecting his kid on Christmas Day. This is a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's his <laughs> fault that he became a snowman. He should have seen the fucking signs up front. He also sang Frosty the Snowman. Exactly! Yeah, he's not <laughs> helping himself. He's not doing himself any favours. To say he's a bad dad, though, is a bit unfair. He's, he's, he's oh, I just guess. He's not. living his dream. Because, yeah, he already had the big realisation and he has it. 20 minutes into the movie of oh family's more important so they bin off the big gig that will make them famous to go have no, Christmas. No it was cancelled. No no they just decide not to go. Yeah they just decide not to go. They well, just fuck- they cancelled the party. No they just fuck it no. off because they're like I want to be home for Christmas and he just gets in the car and goes I'm going to go home to see my kid and then he right. dies. And Robert Baratheon gets in the van behind him and they all head home. Oh when I saw Mark Addy was in this I was looking forward to hearing if he could do an American accent and then it just turned out he was doing his own voice again. Yeah, no explanation. Do you know that how this guy dies and how he becomes a snowman is basically the same as the other Jack Frost movie that came out a year before this in 97 the horror comedy in that he's a okay yeah he's a criminal but probably also a bad dad if we're going to align those two. He's Not prison truck. <laughs> he wasn't there for the hockey game. <laughs> It's a shit game. Yeah. He didn't score this time, so he's fine. They lost 8-0. She said if he scores, it's a problem. He didn't score. He will. Uh, the, the prison truck drives into the back of a chemical truck in that movie, and Mutagen gets on him, and that's how he becomes a snowman. But it is still a car crash, so it's there are those parallels between two movies which came out and are named the same basically at the same time. So in the other one, he's basically a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Or yes. Daredevil. Yes. Or, or Daredevil, yeah. yeah. Is it because it was snowing when his car crashed that he kind of bonded with the snow and became a snowman? Maybe, but he was in the back of a prison van. I'm not. Maybe we should watch this movie before. Uh, mind <laughs> you, I watched this and I've already gotten facts wrong about it, so I don't think watching helps. Uh, the other character we're introduced to early on is the son Charlie, and that's about all I can say about him. Absolutely fucking dead what, and nothing Boy? character. Oh yeah, sorry. I got the name wrong, Spazboy. As he's called by, what was the bully's name? Roy? Mitch? Roy or Mitch, one of the two. (laughs) There is no, even in the 90s, there's no child called Roy. I refuse to believe that. Rory? I've written Rory. Rory might. Yeah, that sounds sounds about Maybe the actor's called Mitch, or maybe I'm a moron, one of the two. Possibly both. Either is possible. But he, I mean, when he's introduced, he's clearly introduced as the bully. He's got, like, the fucking Guy Fieri hair. He's up on a hill with his leather jacket or whatever the fuck he's wearing, I don't know. He's the bully. But we only know that from context. He doesn't do anything. He's just having a snowball fight and kind of doing quite well. And then he snowboards really good. Oh, that's so 90s, Is that all it it? takes to be an antagonist? (laughs) Yeah, there's not much depth to... Rory or any other character in this movie or even Charlie we don't get much no. from anyone or even Jack Frost there's, there's not a lot going on in this quite a lot of snowball fights though this is like one of those eternal Christmas towns like in Gremlins where there's always snow an eternal Christmas town where as soon as it snows that kid gets excited like he's never seen snow before he got yeah. so excited after coming out of a field of snow <laughs> to get home and realise it's snowing again <laughs> That boy had to go and build a snowman at like one in the morning because (laughs) snow here. (laughs) There are people caroling in my street right now. So if you can all hear that. That's perfect. That has never happened in my entire career in this street. (laughs) On your street, they're going to get stabbed. (laughs) It sounds like children. So maybe the probability of stabbing goes down. 
but it's never zero. <laughs> they know the scary man is busy right now. <laughs> <laughs> they can finally do it. Yeah, he's doing his podcast. We won't get stabbed today. I have too much anxiety to answer my daughter Carolers. What do you? You have to stand there and watch them I'm, sing. Yeah. That's insane. I'm, I'm too anxious to stab someone. <laughs> I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> It is a fucking nutty concept for for now, anyway. I mean, three hundred years ago, free TV, a couple of a bunch of people rocking up and going, "We're going to sing for you." You Go, I guess that'll pass the day. Fucking hell, sure. (laughs) Nowadays, I know how to read or porn. Fine. (laughs) We went different ways on that, Sam. I said, I said, I've got a book, and you're just wanking away at home. I'll meet in the middle for you both then. I've got a nice book of hentai open and some carolers knock. <laughs> Sam is rocking up to the door with his trousers around his ankles. Can, can we get this over with, please? I'll stand and listen, but if it's more than a three-minute song, I'm carrying on. I'm on pause, I'm going to have to stop. start again. <laughs> it's sad that I thought that there was no wanking 300 years ago. <laughs> That's all there was. They hadn't, they hadn't invented it. <laughs> <laughs> it came about in the Industrial Revolution. Yeah. I mean, if they'd have invented wanking, they wouldn't have invented any of the other things. No other inventions would have happened. <laughs> Shall we talk about when Jack finally becomes... <laughs> Anything else, yeah. A snowman. I still imagining Sam just fluffing himself up in front of a bunch of carolers. <laughs> I don't want to waste this one. You have to get that? it back. Sam puts down his zoo magazine and unlocks the door. Takes off the Oculus Rift. Well, it is the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> so are we ready to talk about when Jack becomes a snowman? <laughs> one, one thing before he becomes a snowman is that after post-death pre-snowman, yeah. Charlie's running home from school and one of the bullies says, He's no fun to pick on since his old man died, which I just thought was a fantastic way to introduce us to the fact that, yeah, that guy's dead, by the way. Yeah, Yeah, the film does not do a good job of telling you that and also of telling you that there's a year between the dad dying and, like, the the rest of the movie. I, for a long time, assumed it was just the next day, but everyone was getting on pretty well with the dad having just died. (laughs) Yeah, we have. I mean, it's been a year, and... Charlie's now the man of the house and we know this because he's clearing the drive just getting rid of all that snow on the drive and in tears did you see his spade oh my god official the Jack Frost band merch fucking love it being reminded of your dead dad by a branded snowplow is the (laughs) funniest shit (laughs) but no wonder they never made it most places you go to a gig and you can get a t-shirt or vinyl at the back. They're just fucking selling gardening equipment. <laughs> selling snowplows. So I was right at the beginning, and they were leaning into the Christmas band shit. Yeah, they're just... Well, I don't know if they're leaning into it, but yeah, just... Have you got a fucking shovel snowplow? Yes, of course you are. I'll just assume he started a band and was thought, well, you're in a band now, you need to get some hose, and he took it literally. Oh, very good. (laughs) Sam, you never finished that second line, by the way. There's a great follow-up line to It's No Fun Picking On Him Anymore. Since his old man died. What what else did I I miss? Oh, Mitch Roy uh, Rory. Rory. Says. says, Well, I I never knew my dad. Yeah. And Evan's looking at me like there's more. I feel like I got half the question right on a test and my teacher's disappointed in me right now. But he says... A dead dad's better than no dad, which is an insane thing to say in a Christmas movie, for one. Is that but what he also, says, a dead dad's better than no dad? Yes, because yes. that makes the line that comes later on even better, because it's a callback as yes, well. Yes, it's a, it's a setup for a joke you don't know is coming. It's just a bleak line that happens, said by a child, and you're like, well, that's odd. I'm watching a Christmas movie. And then much later on in the movie, you get the punchline, but you've already forgotten about that because so much other distracting stuff has happened. So Jack is a snowman, finally. <laughs> and that's because that's because his son plays a mournful note on the harmonica, right? Yes. Yeah, so, okay, so maybe we should explain why this happened. He builds a snowman, which is something he did with his dad the previous Christmas, or he was going to do, who knows? This is a film I watched two hours ago. I can't be expected to remember it. And <laughs> He just kind of felt like doing it. 
It was 1am again. It was like a therapeutic thing for him. He puts it all together, and then after he's done it, he's put his dad's scarf on it and his dad's hat on it. And then he stands to the side of the snowman, and like he's doing like a 21-gun salute, raises the harmonica, and puts a little toot in it, and then fucks off to bed. You I... did. You watched it two hours ago. That's not what happens. Yeah, I love that. He goes not, to bed and not then happen. does the harmonica. <laughs> you just invented a scene. Oh, did he not toot it and then go to bed? No. No. So why does he come back to life? Because he goes to bed and then toots on his harmonica in bed mournfully. Mournfully toots. He's sitting in bed after he made the snowman. He's like, right, either I toot this harmonica mournfully or I have a wank. So one or the other. And then Christmas Carol, and he Carol went for show up. I like my version more. So he stood next to the snowman. He does his toot. And Your version means that he brought the harmonica with him. That- Meaning he, well, he planned his dad's hat and scarf with him. Meaning so, he planned that you know, entire the... moment of I'm gonna build a snowman just so I can mournfully look at it and then toot on a harmonica. <laughs> Which is excellent. <laughs> just toot. one note. I'm not gonna play a tune. I'm just gonna blow one note and then <laughs> yes. go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and then that he one, goes to bed. This one goes out to you, Dad. With Mitch standing <laughs> just off screen, going, "Lucky bastard." <laughs> Oh, I think his name's Rory. (laughs) (laughs) And the snowman comes back to life. And Michael Keaton, there's no panic at all. He is so quickly just kind of annoyed that he's a snowman, but not at all in any way surprised that he is. His main annoyance is that he doesn't have a dick, as far as I can tell. That's the first thing he checks. <laughs> so also here, the dog like has a bit of a scene with the the snowman, and he like takes the stick, and the stick deanimates. And once the snowman puts the stick back in himself, it reanimates again. So I wondered if they jammed the dad's body inside the snowman, <laughs> would he just come back to life? Because it seems like anything attached to him becomes an animate object. Do you think you can just add arms on? <laughs> well, yeah, because it, what, like, why does it have to have two arms? The snowman doesn't care if it's fucking bipedal, does it? I was wondering the same thing. I wrote the exact same thing down watching it. Of Is there a reason he has to be a snowman, or is it just that he was called back and that's what was available? Could could I go dig him up, plant him in the front garden, and then blow, <laughs> blow mournfully on my harmonica? <laughs> Mournful too, and he comes back, but as the dog this time, <laughs> so looking at his own so, corpse. So in, in your version, he's killed off the dog? No, he's just, he comes back as whatever object is nearby. He's, so next Christmas, Jack Frost 2, he mashes the dog's head in, stands next to it, toots on the harmonica, goes to bed as he has to, and the next day he gets to play with his dad again. <laughs> And slowly, this film circles back around to Jack Frost, the original, 97, where it's a serial killer. (laughs) Eventually, when he gets covered in mutagen and becomes a snowman himself. Jack Frost, 97, is a sequel to this, but it's about the sun as he's just gone fucking mental. Yes. Now that we've mentioned it, we accept that the harmonica two brings his dad back to life. Well, that's what the film implies, yes. Because that's what the dad mentions later. Before, when he gives it to him, he says it's a magical harmonica, kind of, and it's just a joke. And then later on, the snowman actually says, you're the one who blew on the magic harmonica. And Charlie says, I didn't know it was actually magic. And the kid's like, I neither did I. And that's our tenuous link to the harmonica being magic. Cool, thanks. I didn't need the explanation. Well, but the listeners might have if they haven't seen (laughs) Jack Frost. So I didn't do that for you. I know you just watched this movie like me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> point, what, what, what point I was making is basically he's immortal now and he can be brought back at any time without warning with a mournful toot so his <laughs> <laughs> very sad thought <laughs> his his wife who's in on this by the end yes. is now like shit I've got to live the rest of my life knowing that at any moment my husband can be brought back from my ex husband can be brought back from the dead to embody any inanimate objects which might be nearby this is not helpful for any any of them no one can move on when you know dad can be brought back by 
building a snowman, killing off the dog. Well, <laughs> thank God they've invented wanking by the 90s or she would be very pent up. <laughs> well, but imagine how much of a tense wank that's got to be when you know that he might come back as a lamp or a clock or something and just be there. <laughs> okay, I was assuming that it did have to have some sort of... I mean, a snowman was like, never alive. form at least. But oh, you know, true clump of water. It's uh, any inanimate object, presumably, will work. Yeah, it's not really. It's not really a lesson in how to move on from your dad dying when it's just well, we'll just see him whenever we want. Then I guess I can never remarry, and I can never get over dad. Exactly. Anyway, so there's quite a lack of a carrot in this movie, isn't there, boys? They use a cork instead of a carrot. And so I had a fun question for you both. If you died and you were being being brought back as a snowman and you had to have a carrot in you, would you have it as a nose or as a penis? (laughs) (laughs) What an incredibly specific... Am I choosing between a nose and a penis? I mean, uh, am I... Well, you can fuck. The other Jack Frost movie, 97, proves you can fuck Have I been brought back by my son? It uh, doesn't matter, your wife is there. Yeah, if, if you come back round and your your son has already given you a carrot knob. <laughs> <laughs> questions need to Happy be asked. Happy anniversary, Dad. <laughs> and Mum's going to be back in an hour, I thought you might appreciate that. It's, it's presumptuous to assume that Mum's going to see it and go, yeah, all right, you can put that inside me. Is it, is it, one, of the, is it one of those carrots... Where you know where they've got like a weird amount of sprouty hairs on the end of them, <laughs> like a dog knob. Well, you need something to cut, so yes, you can cut the leaves. <laughs> are you glad you are you glad you asked this question, Evan? Yes, yes, I am. Are we talking baby carrot or? Well, I suppose it's got to be. Otherwise, you don't come back to life. So it's got to be as realistic as possible. Also, your son sat and carved it into... He's guessing carrots and tooting. So he's got like 10 carrots of different sizes, popping them in, tooting, didn't work. He's guessing his dad's dick size as he goes. I mean, he's got the shovel to dick him up, so, dick him up, so he doesn't have to, to dick, dick him up. <laughs> I might as well say radiator now, haven't I? Do you, oh. do you have to get the dick size right or the toot doesn't work? Yes. Are you are, in the you, lore of this universe? Do you, well, no, because do you think the snowman was true to life, Michael Keaton? Was anatomically correct. <laughs> um. <laughs> One thing we all know about Dad: no legs. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. Real childbearing hips. <laughs> we don't know if he floated down river after his crash. Oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> You'd have to dig him up to see. He had really, really beady little ratty eyes. <laughs> To say dad died in a car crash, it was quite harsh to make one of his buttons an actual car tyre. <laughs> Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, one of them was like a, a toy truck tyre. <laughs> I'm that. just going to put him in dad's scarf, dad's hat, and just in memory of dad, a car tyre. You know, for that time he died in a car. And his arms are bits of the tree that killed him. <laughs> bits of the tree we found him in after he went through the windshield. There's old dad. <laughs> And a baby carrot for good measure. (laughs) I will say that, as we've established, he's come back uh, to life. He's realised that he is a living, breathing snowman. And he is paying penance for his past life of not giving enough attention to his son by sort of wandering around near him and showing him hockey stuff. If he went the other way and went, okay, well, clearly I didn't spend enough time being a musician in my past life. Now, (laughs) I can... I can be the world's most famous rock star as a fucking sentient snowman singing Frosty the Snowman on stage, except my jazz cover of it. Yes, that is the flip side to his film is he could have been more famous as an animate snowman than he could have ever have been in his life. This and was, was his second chance. No reason for him to die at the end at all. Like, if he just showed himself to the world, every scientist on every continent would gather to him and keep him alive for as long as possible. He would never die and he could do whatever he wanted. Oh he, did, my God. he did just die by choice anyway. It's not like yeah. the weather or anything got to him. There's a lot of just by choice moments in this. I think the most important one is mum cannot know I'm back. Why not dead? Why not? It's not like this. Yeah, it's not part of some magic spell or curse that you're back. But if she finds out, it's just that no, she can't. Why? Because. Because she hasn't got a dick. Can't be asked with that. <laughs> not until we find the perfect <laughs> carrot, son. 
Need a bigger carrot. <laughs> Will a parsnip do? That's <laughs> oh, too pointy. No, it's got to be a different colour to the rest of your skin tone. So a parsnip's too close to white. Are we are we learning about Evan's penis right now? It's a very it's different colour to the shade, rest isn't of it? me. Yeah. Bright blue. <laughs> Bright blue. I've got an elastic band around mine. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've had this conversation before. We we just assume Evan's got some sort of red rocket like a dog. (laughs) A lipstick. Evan's Evan's lipstick. Got a corkscrew type thing so I can't run away. No, it's just... I'm a very pale boy. It's the only part of Evan that gets blood. It's bright red. Evan goes out sunbathing in a full gimp suit, but with dick out. It's the only tanned part of him. So far in this episode, we've covered Sam's dick and Evan's dick, so... Me next. He leaves, he's like, I either cover my dick or I cover my face. Either way, people won't know. Right, as we were talking about, I mean, it's the end of the film, but his death scene basically he's talking about how it's you know the te- the, the weather's warming up he's like yes. well i'm gonna melt and the sun's like no it's all right we'll we'll go down to south america okay first of all i would love to see the scene where they're trying to get a snowman through american airport security oh this is pre-9-11 buddy would have been okay this is no. pre-9-11 we're not talking could. we're not talking about that again <laughs> <laughs> this is before santa took down both sours <laughs> <laughs> I missed one episode and that's, <laughs> that's where you went but the other part he chose South America he, he chose Argentina instead of Canada you're right next to it yeah does it get cold in South America am I missing something there do I have particularly cold I mean southern summers? tip maybe I, mean, I don't know we've heard that his school grades have dropped off maybe he just doesn't know that it's actually quite warm down there <laughs> there's this is Ooh. not in chronological order at all, but there's a great scene where the aim of this is to like try and provide some context on Charlie's character throughout like the rest of his life. And it's where there's another snowball fight after his dad has died. He's just wandering around after he's come back as a snowman. He doesn't believe it's his dad. He just wants to get away from him. And he happens to walk back to near the school where the kids are having another snowball fight. And the bullies see him and they're like, oh, there's Charlie, the little hero implying that Charlie's usually the one to to save the other kids from, like, the bullies in the school. He's the one to stand up for anyone. Like, he's, like, the little school vigilante. But then they say that there's there's no worry he's not even in the game anymore. And it made me chuckle imagining that all the criminals on the streets of Gotham had returned because Batman was too busy processing that Thomas Wayne had come back as a snowman. (laughs) It's the only thing that would get you to give up your... Take off the mask. Is look, I know it's important, but my dad's a snowman. (laughs) We've got to go out carrot hunting. I've got 15 carrots. Apparently, none of them work. (laughs) They've all got the bat logo on them because he's also selling the wrong merch. The so the, yeah, there's is this the same snowball fight where the snow where Jack sno- shows up? Yes, and his superpower is. I was, was going <laughs> to say, I mean, yeah, I've got this down as he's reenacting the scene from Elf, but this was pre-Elf, so yeah. Elf ripped off Jack Frost, obviously, where he's like machine gunning snowballs towards the bullies. Yeah, not much to say other no. than the fact that that was I didn't know that that scene was ripped off. What bothered me about this scene is that he gets out of breath. Which implies he's breathing because th- this this and I thought it heat. was C- well, it's a mix of CGI and a, a, like there a is costume, definitely a right? real suit, yeah, because you can tell it's like the fake material that looks like snow. It, it's it's quite good, disturbing. The amount of facial movement and expression in the lips and cheeks and eyes, it just I don't like what it implies because it, it implies that there's like a muscular structure just underneath all of this like just beneath that first level of snow if you brush it off all you get is some fibrous 
tendony meatball of a man. How fantastic would that have been if, as he started melting towards the end of the film, we got all of the little snow That happens tendons. in the other Jack Frost. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. At the end, they melt him, and you see all the blood and the sinew and stuff oh, come off as well. Yeah. That's fantastic. Those motherfuckers in 97 stole my idea. <laughs> see, I like the reverse idea for this movie, where... You have a family of snow people, and every Christmas it rains blood and meat and muscle and sinew, and then the children make a meat man out of, like, big globs of meat and bones sticking out of the arms, and then Daddy Snowman melts, because it's a slightly warmer Christmas than usual, and he inhabits a big old meat boy. We've got to find the perfect penis for Dad's carrot. (laughs) (laughs) And then Michael Keaton comes up. (laughs) <laughs> Michael Keaton appears, dick out, <laughs> pretending to be a snowman. But they put it in the wrong place. He's got a dick on his nose. <laughs> he shows wrong, snow children. <laughs> Fuck's sake. So this film ruined Michael Keaton's career, if you couldn't tell. He was already on a downward slump, but this was like the last time he was in a big picture until much later on. Like... When he was, like, his renaissance happened. He was in a few small movies before then, like, the other guys. He had a bit of a bit part in that. And I love him in that. That's a a very funny movie, and he plays a great part in it. But, yeah, this was, like, the final nail in the coffin for him. And you can tell, because even though he's great at the beginning with the kid, when he's the snowman, it might as well not be him. The snowman gives me nothing. a horrible fucking monster. It is a mon- this could be a horror movie, and I I don't know if he's that he didn't care about the part because I feel like he he puts enough into the voice I guess, but that isn't translated into the snowman for me. I felt nothing for that big glob of snow well, and the child's relationship at all. It's because there's no plot. If we're honest, he comes back and no, there's nothing. Just hanging out. Yeah, just hangs out, does a bit of snowboarding, has a snowball fight because there's no reason for him to come back. He was a perfectly fine dad. The main thing seems to be, well, they're they're a mess after I died. So, well, yeah, that's true of all people whose dads and husbands die. It's not a yeah. special thing you can fix, because as soon as you if go... Anything, they were getting on quite well. As soon as he's like, well, they seem better now, off I go, and they just lose dad again, and I'm sure they'll be sad again. <laughs> You've got to come back next year. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have been really sad since I died again. <laughs> La- since since I died last year on Christmas Day, you guys have been slightly sad. Not that sad. I mean, you've still built a snowman, but you've been kind of sad. <laughs> this motherfucker is just ruining Christmas every year, coming back to die every year on Christmas Day. <laughs> He's coming back every every year. He's reanimated into the next snowman, and the first thing he says is, "Your mum got a boyfriend yet?" <laughs> but you it's just like, know, no. You just know in like four years they're going to be like, "Should we just skip the harmonica this year? Just have he a Christmas know. to ourselves." He's not. He could. He can't tell us if he knows. And no. then he well, gets just, brought back the year after, and he's just like, "Oh, two years was it?" Oh, I say, no, because he doesn't know. He's, it's, it's it's a day to him, so they're like, yeah, yeah, it's 2025 this year. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. Don't, don't read the paper. That's a big jump for him from 98 <laughs> to 2025. You'd say it's 99. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's been a big year for tech it's like, and society. It's, it's 99. Also, Santa took out the two towers. <laughs> don't go to New York. <laughs> the guy who played his son is like bolded now quite a lot i just i like the image of him trying to play an 11 year old version of himself he's on his knees it's it's been a year dad shoes by his knees he's got a a bag of moldy carrots he brings out every year (laughs) oh i've really missed you since last year dad by the way these are your grandkids to show up and play a bully Getting your bully out on day release to come and pretend to be your bully. 45-year-old bully spiking his hair up, throwing snowballs. Put your blindfolds on, let's play pin the penis on the grandpa. (laughs) Grim. (laughs) (laughs) Whilst, um, so there's a segment where Charlie's watching TV, and this is not important to the plot at all, but I want to ask if you boys caught this. But did you get the the David Cross cameo in this mm. movie? Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's cropped up in a lot of these 90s movies for us where he's had these bit parts. Do you know why he's in it? 
I was wondering. No, that. I assumed I was he like, was oh, a small actor. I have the trivia for you. So the director of this, Troy Miller, was an executive producer on Mr. Show, which obviously was a massive TV show for David Cross and Bob Odenkirk. And he did this right after finishing that and brought a lot of the cast in this are from bit parts in that show. That that voiceover is a sketch from the show that they kind of just dragged over into this to be an advert. So that's wow. just nice to see him crop up again. It reminds me of like small soldiers days and the other little bit parts he had in these movies we watched. David Cross is one of these actors that I, I think as a child, I really, well, not as a child, maybe as a teenager, I really disliked for yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah. Because I only saw him in, I guess, he's in like one of the scary movies. Uh, mm. Number two. And I yep. thought that he was just kind of shit. And then I watched Arrested Development and I was like, oh, oh, this guy's brilliant. God, I love that show. Just enjoy seeing him and stuff. I'm sure he's been in yeah. more we've seen. We've mentioned him a fair bit. It's certainly more stuff, in the yeah. early days of this this podcast. But yeah, just great to have him back. <laughs> Thanks, David. Him and Frank Welker will we'll get him <laughs> on the card. Do we have anything to say about the snowboarding scene? I feel like that was a little bit nothing this is this is the flubber dancing scene all over again it's just let's do something crazy with the cgi we're now capable of but yeah that this it it feels like it it takes a very long a long a good portion of this film yeah in a big chunk of the film in exchange for plot we got a cgi snowboarding scene which in 2020 i almost said five 2023 just doesn't hold up which they couldn't have known no not at all I, I have not a lot else for anything else in this movie. Like, we've covered the broad strokes of what I wanted to. There isn't enough plot to hang on to. There's no real relationships between characters in this movie. The mum might as well not be in it. Like, she has very little input on how this movie moves forward. Not that I didn't enjoy her. I thought, like, she was wasted in this, but... Uh... All the characters were... Well, maybe not all of them, but I'd say the characters were, as on a whole pretty solid up until about the half hour mark when he turns into a fucking snowman and then everything goes downhill (laughs) before that when he was michael keaton i was enjoying it it. i thought all the characters were pretty solid but here we are but there we are i feel like we've we've reached an end point here boys unless you have anything else to to drop in well there's the golden line in the film that we've mentioned that there is a callback to that dead dad's better than no dad which is when the bully shows back up and realises that this snowman is alive and this kid hasn't just been carting around an actual snowman for the last week, he's introduced to the dead dad and he goes, well, snow dad's better than no dad. And Perfect. Good God. That almost redeemed the film for me. Fantastic. <laughs> if there hadn't been so many times where for some reason... Keaton as the snowman hadn't been making ice puns like just constantly like not bothered that he's a snowman he's come to terms with that so quickly that he can make puns about it if that hadn't been the end of that sequence of things I would have that would have redeemed the movie for me but it it just it couldn't Keaton in that in that same scene says to the kid you calm down boy don't have a meltdown but it's so out of place because he's not spinning out that much Keaton just wanted to say meltdown, or rather the writers just wanted Keaton to say don't have a meltdown. He'd had it in his head for too long, he had to (laughs) get it in somewhere. And after that, Charlie does then have to come back down the mountain and just go, yeah, no dad. Still no dad, he didn't stick around anyway. Yeah, (laughs) until next Christmas. (laughs) When he meets up with that bully and the bully's like, oh, did you you manage to get your dad up to the mountain? He's like, yeah, he died again. (laughs) You'd say no, wouldn't you? Out of embarrassment. You'd say, no, he melted on the way. Because otherwise you look like an attention seeker. Yeah. Oh, well, well I guess dead snow dad's better than no, no, oh, I don't know. See ya. Yeah. Dead snow dad's dead, dead, dead dad? Oh, <laughs> what a panic. Anyway. What's, what's better? Having, having a dad you didn't, you've never met, or having a dad that died twice? <laughs> Second time by choice. <laughs> I have another fact. Nobody cared enough about this movie for there to be trivia. This, this was not this well had accepted. the shortest IMDb trivia page I've seen. The only interesting bit in there was George Clooney was meant to play the dad, and so they designed the snowman to look sort of like George Clooney. I was like, no, they didn't. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a peeled, boiled egg. Is all it was. <laughs> What he looks like. <laughs> I will yeah. say, one of the things, I don't think I ever watched this as a child. 
And one of the things that put me off watching it was his horrible little ratty eyes on the cover art, where I saw, I'm sure I saw the cover of the of the VHS. I was like, no, I don't like it. Yeah. He looks creepy. It looks like a horror film. And it does all the way through. It's not enjoyable. He's not like a heartwarming character. It's just a struggle to watch him. I saw the trailer for this film a good 30 to 40 times because it was the trailer on the start of the a v a different vhs i had genuinely so, i have the exact same thing written down which is i've got it written down that this is the this is exactly the film that you would always see when you are waiting for your film to start <laughs> at the start of a vhs <laughs> that is a very weird thing that went away just you would yeah. buy a vhs and just watch trailers for movies that were coming out at some point after that like for a very long time I thought The Runaway Bride was one of the most famous movies of the 90s and then realised it wasn't. <laughs> I'd just seen the trailer for it a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've got, yeah, just a random set of films that I've never seen, but I'm very well acquainted with. Like there was um, there was, there was a set of films about a dog that was called Beethoven, which I oh, never watched. Yeah. Never watched but them, I, but very aware of it. Every single video that I, every single VHS I had, had at least one advert for... One of these shit films. Yeah, but that meant they made them solely so they could get to five, just so they could call something Beethoven's fifth. That was it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's all they were going for. What was that one film? There was uh, this was a trailer on so much where it was like you wouldn't steal a car. Oh, that wasn't. Well, that wasn't a trailer for. A, yeah. Oh, fuck it <laughs> out. Wasn't for a film. <laughs> You wouldn't uh, download a car. I love uh, that Carl believes I am so stupid <laughs> because I give off that impression in our chats every day forever. That's a win for me. And I think <laughs> we're done with this movie. We must No, be. I must get you back before we finish. <laughs> <laughs> well, boys, uh, I picked this film, but I don't know why I did and I'm sorry, but I'm going to ask one of you the question. Oh shit, I haven't done bad trivia. We'll do that afterwards. <laughs> bad reviews. Bad trivia. <laughs> what a panic. My god, I thought I was oh. the drunkest one. You are professional as fuck, mate. I know that. Yeah, I'm sorry. So hang on, are we, do- are we doing bad trivia reviews or are we doing... So that's the end of the movie. <laughs> Sam, join <laughs> give us some bad reviews. I'll cut all of that out. <laughs> I love that in the edit, this will just seem like we're laughing for no reason. <laughs> I'm just going to leave all of it in. That's my secret. I'll leave all of it in. (laughs) Don't worry, these are short. They're all half a star. Half a star by Anthony Leota. If my dad came back as a snowman, I would fucking kill myself. (laughs) (laughs) It's just... It just gets me. Like, I don't know why I find that so funny. Second one, half a star by something. I can't read that. (laughs) (laughs) Avastar, when I'm having a bad day, I'll open my wallet and pull out a note that I wrote for myself a few years back that says, at least you didn't write the script for Jack Frost, (laughs) and I immediately feel better. (laughs) And, oh, go on. I was going to say, to say this had a script is so generous, like like it wasn't just shouting into the dark. This was like, it was an hour 30, and I'm going to say about an hour 15 was padding for time. Yeah, mostly they, they, snowboarding. They they wrote the first thirty to forty minutes, which was actually decent. Or mm, felt I like enjoyed it. And then just wrote the words hilarity and shoes. <laughs> and then wrote an ending. Snowboarding and shoes. <laughs> Last one, half a star by Charles Lytton. I want Michael Keaton to spit in my mouth and call me Charlie Boy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So there you go. Evan, so you think that was good, do you? Oh, shit, what a reversal. God, no, I don't think so. The thing is, when I put this on, I was like, I've never seen this movie. When it was the good bits at the beginning. I was like, no, why have I recommended this? I don't remember this at all. But then it gets to the snowman bit, and I remember all those scenes. And I shamefully think I enjoyed it when I was a kid. You probably would, wouldn't you? You know, it's a a real-life snowman. But watching it now... There is just nothing connecting that snowman to a child, in my opinion. There's just nothing that even comes close to the relationship they had before, and it's not enjoyable. There's no character, there's no plot. It's not funny, but it just wasn't a good movie. I'm sorry. I didn't enjoy that, no. 
I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. And also, it wasn't a, we said this right at the start, it wasn't a Christmas movie. It had nothing to do with Christmas other than being set at Christmas. And snowmen Barely. happen to happen at Christmas most of the time, unless you live somewhere where it snows every day. It was a snow film. It felt yeah. like, if anything, Christmas was avoided in this film. Yeah, we got, what, a few seconds of a Christmas day, but nothing about Christmas on that. And they no were just... presents, no trees, nothing. Yeah, just, it was just crying. A really sad, bleak movie. I wish we'd watched the other one. Carl. Oh, I mean, I mean, yeah, the, the obvious answer is no, this is not a good film. The first 40 minutes felt like it could be. I was quite invested for a bit. But like you said, it doesn't feel like a Christmas film. Not at it all. feels like an unfinished business film. Like, you know, the <laughs> dead person, Casper or Ghost. But he doesn't have any unfinished business because they were doing <laughs> yes. all right. His family life was pretty fine. He comes back and his unfinished business is teach my son how to shoot a hockey puck and fix the sink. Imagine <laughs> coming back from what I assume is heaven for chores. <laughs> coming back a year later to fix, fix the sink because no one's done it. Because that was it. He, he was already a good dad. He just had a, he had a dream that was potentially going to be realized. Why wouldn't he pursue that? Be a bad film. Bad Bad film. Bad film, good dad. Okay. Bad film, good dad. <laughs> Sam. I think it's going to be, uh, you know, royal flush here. It's... <laughs> no, I I, re I did enjoy the first four. I watched the first half of this later than the two of you, so I'd got some idea of your opinions on it through the chat. And as I was watching the first half of it, I was thinking, wow, I, I don't agree at all. I'm enjoying this. I think... You know, character interactions feel kind of natural. I'm I'm waiting for the the big upset to happen that makes the film actually start. But otherwise, I'm I think it's pretty compelling. It's pretty good. And then it just kind of half asses its way through the rest of the film. Like Dad's dead, now he's a snowman, and then kind of pad for time, and then he's gone. Yeah, and nothing happens. There's no. Even as a kid, I don't think that I would have finished this film and felt kind of, you know, like something had been resolved. He didn't even get a carrot, for no. fuck's sake. And he just decided, like Cole said, he just decided to go at the end. There was no reason he had to go. They got no. him to the top of the mountain so he could stay cool. And then he was just like, actually, I'm going to quickly turn back into Michael Keaton and then I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah, it, it'd yeah. Be, actually, it'd be really unhealthy if I came back, wouldn't it? Like you already have. You just came back to upset us. Like, you already came back. You might as well stay. Otherwise, you're just dying twice. It's like, it's probably time for us to move on. Although, not really, because you've still got that spooky little harmonica. And yeah, what do you do with I that? I eternally threaten to come back at any time. The kid can't throw it out because he, know he knows it's a permanent connection to his dad. But also he can't use it again because he doesn't want to... Like for the like you said, for the dad, it's a day, it's a second between him dying and coming back. So he yeah. misses all that time and all of a sudden is alive again. So what a conundrum to have that cursed for item. Charlie, every day that he doesn't mournfully toot that harmonica <laughs> is like he's killing his dad. Again. <laughs> this movie does basically say to the man's son, Oh yeah, by the way, kid, heaven is not real. I just reappeared. He wasn't dragged from yeah. anywhere. He just suddenly it is again. Yeah, time just jumps yeah. for him. He's about to hit that wall, and then he's standing in the front garden. I think he remembers hitting it. You don't <laughs> die instantly, do you? Oh, and there's nothing else to say but spaz boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there is this. Thank you so much for joining me, boys, and thank you all for listening. Please, maybe knock that down to a four-star review this week, and uh, <laughs> follow us over at Say Think Pod on Instagram. And, uh, you know, fuck Twitter. Please toot that like button and Please bring us back from the dead. throw out my harmonica. If there's a <laughs> harmonica that brings me back to life, don't toot it. Fucking Bennett, please. <laughs> Goodbye. 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 <laughs>